This is the Western Sydney Health Check with Harrison and Sia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Western Sydney Health Check. Hey, Sia. With this week's episode all about heart health, I speak to an admin officer from Westmead Hospital's emergency department, and she actually found herself become one of our patients here. Here's a taste. Well, it was more like an atomic bomb was going to go off in my head, you know. Um, It was just nothing like it. It was just so huge. That's coming up next, but first, let's hear from her cardiologist, Professor Clara Chow. Today, we are joined by a legend of Westmead Hospital, Dr. Clara Chow. Dr. Chow, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks, Sia. Dr. Chow is a cardiologist at Westmead Hospital, a professor of medicine at the University of Sydney. She is an academic director at the Westmead Applied Research Centre, and she is also the very first female president of the Cardiac Society of Australia and New Zealand. So today we want to have a chat with you about some of the studies you're leading and some of the really important work you're doing with some of our patients in um, not just treating them when they come to hospital, but also um, working on their care when they leave hospital and making sure they stay on track and are looking after their health. And we understand that there has been a lot of work that is being done to also adjust our approach due to the COVID pandemic. So we'd love to hear more about this. So first up, Clara, can you tell us a little bit about what you're working on at the moment and your area of focus? So I've always been focused on preventing heart disease, preventing cardiovascular disease. It is the leading cause of death in Australia and the world. Um, I think we see many patients here in the hospital with cardiovascular disease, but often touching the hospital is an opportunity to start on that journey about preventing heart disease and preventing you know, subsequent cardiac problems. So one of the things we've been working on recently is um, the Heart Health Program. It's a post-discharge program. It came from some of our work in sort of digital health and technology. So after um, a patient leaves the hospital, they get a single text message and that text message says, you know, you've been in the hospital. Uh, Would you like some education and support from Westmead Hospital? And they can click on that link and put in a bit of information about themselves. That information actually customises the kind of sort of support. So like, you know, if they're a smoker or if they're vegetarian or if they've got different things about their heart sort of conditions or, you know, risk factors, that will customise what we send to them. And then we start sending them some messages, some tips about, you know, how they might improve their diet, how they might do exercise. And in recent times, obviously because of the COVID pandemic, how COVID relates to their uh, risk as well, because COVID, unfortunately, amongst people with cardiovascular disease, Um, gives them a worse uh, or more severe um, type of condition. So people with cardiovascular disease have to be a little bit more cautious. It's also been really hard to be healthy um, during the COVID pandemic, stuck at home, not doing all that incidental exercise we do, getting on public transport. So we try to give them some tips and tricks about how they can do physical activity um, despite being stuck inside. It sounds like such an incredible program and I think it's so impressive that our health service is following up and not just treating people in the hospital and and really putting a focus on how to make sure they're not coming back to hospital. But I also think it's amazing that we're tailoring it based on the patient's risk factors. How's that done? 
Yeah, so it's done through, I suppose, smart algorithms. So we get pieces of information about the patient and we match that to the different types of education and the sort of computer program at the back selects what are the good pieces of information for that patient and then builds a program based on, on that. And then it, it starts sending them. It, it tries to send it in a little bit more of a random fashion so that the patient doesn't expect that it's going to come today or t tomorrow, but it might come in the morning or the afternoon. But yeah, it's a, a simple kind of thing that you get, which a basic text message, but a little bit more of a complex computer program behind it that customises and matches your clinical characteristics with the support you should receive. So how many people are receiving this information at the moment? Uh, look, I, th I think it's off the order of 1,500 uh, patients. I mean, a lot of people touch West Speed Hospital and um, over the last few months, uh, we've probably been doing this program for about four or five months now. Um, so it's uh, sent out to everybody that has been in the hospital or has attended a clinic and it's opt-in. And we've actually been impressed that a lot of people are opting into the program. I think indicating that, you know, um, they are feeling they, they'd like support and they need support. Um, very few people opt out of the program, which is also nice to see. The program is uh, six months um, and they can text back and, and there is a health counsellor, one of our you know staff on the line, if they're They've got questions, um, though it isn't meant to be a replacement, obviously, for medical care. And if they do have um, a question, they should go to their usual doctors. Uh, but it, it is a light touch way of keeping them all connected, I suppose, to our greater family. So tell me about the possibility of a reoccurrence of a heart attack. Is is that something that is likely and, and is that a reason why we really need those lifestyle factors to change? So once you've had a heart attack, your chance of having another one, unfortunately, is quite high. It can be up to one in five in the next, you know, three to five years. That can, however, be greatly reduced by doing all those things like taking the right preventative medications, modifying our lifestyle, getting to target with respect to blood pressure and cholesterol, stopping smoking if you're smoking. So, I mean, I'm not saying any of doing all that is simple, but I am saying that they're all modifiable. And if you can modify all of those things, you can reduce your risk substantially. And is this a big problem in Western Sydney? Yeah, we do have um, high rates of cardiovascular disease. It is higher um, and it also occurs younger. Um, we have uh, a lot of people presenting on average at a younger age compared to other parts of Sydney. So I suppose for, for, for people out there, it is for them to know that they probably should get checked up. If they do have a bit of a symptom of concern, if they do have a risk factor, they probably should look at it. Um, a lot of people don't think that they're going to ha have heart disease. Uh, one bugbear for me is, you know, women often don't think that they're going to develop heart disease. They think it's a men's disease. That's definitely not the case. So both, you know, everybody should consider it and have it checked out. So when you say younger um, people in Western Sydney, why would that be? Is that because of diet and mm. access to fast food? Is that what you'd expect? 
Yeah, look, I, I mean, we do have high rates of um, obesity, a high rates of diabetes and high rates of smoking. So, you know, I, I suppose those all could uh, contribute to cardiovascular disease. There are some cultural factors as well um, that play into it. And I mean, you know, amongst the diversity of, of Western Sydney, there are those cultural groups that are at higher risk. So I think it's a combination of all these things. Healthcare access is definitely important. And when we talk about healthcare access, it's that access to that time to look after yourself as well. Um, a lot of people, you know, are very focused on, on working long, hard hours here in Western Sydney, as you, as you know, Sierra, and I think that sometimes they don't make time for their health. So I think an important thing we should cover today is what are the signs of a heart attack um, for anyone listening today who might need to pick up on the symptoms that could be happening. Obviously, urgent medical care would be needed to increase the chance of survival. What are the symptoms? Look, I mean, there's typical symptoms, things like chest pain, feeling breathless, feeling tightness in the chest. But there are also a whole lot of atypical symptoms, which can be anything from just not feeling right, feeling unwell, feeling fatigued, not not feeling that you're your usual self and not feeling that you're able to do what you're normally able to do. So it can be as subtle as that, unfortunately. But the typical things are things like chest pain, tightness, breathlessness um, with exertion or with exercise. Okay, very good to know. Thank you. So what's considered high blood pressure? So a high blood pressure... It kind of depends. We say normal blood pressure is 120 over 80. Over 140 is probably higher than it should be for most of us. Definitely when 150, 160, that's definitely high. Um, but I think that if we focus on what's normal, and that is your blood pressure should be around 120 or 130 over 70 or 80. And if you're not regularly in that range, you probably should get looked at. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the community about your area of work? I mean, I mentioned the program for the patients who leave our hospital and I hope you opt in. But if you are in the community, the Heart Foundation of Australia has actually um, taken up our program into their My Heart, My Life uh, program, which is now available to people across Australia. Um, and, you know, that includes our um, information about, you know, from the text messages, but it also includes a whole lot of rich resources on their website videos about how to maintain healthy hearts. Thanks, Sia. Awesome. Thank you very much. I'm sure that'll be useful and we'll ensure we include that information on thepulse.org.au. Thank you, Sia and Dr. Clara Chow for that fascinating interview on such an important topic for Western Sydney in particular. Uh, it's really great to know that extra support is available for improving your heart health and a lot of people are taking that opportunity up. Today, we are lucky to be joined by someone who has taken up that opportunity, Elizabeth Rasmussen. Thanks for joining us today, Elizabeth. Hi, Harrison. How are you going? Yeah, very well, thanks. Elizabeth, I understand that you've been an administration officer at Westmead Hospital's emergency department for 26 years now, and it was actually a day at work where you first thought something might be wrong with your heart. Can you tell us about what was going on? Well, what happened was I didn't think anything was wrong with my heart. What I had was a massive headache, and I never, ever thought that would be anything to do with my heart. I just thought, you know, I saw someone getting their blood pressure taken. I thought, oh, I wonder what mine is. So I said to one of the nurses, could you take mine? So on taking my blood pressure, it was 191 over 101. Oh, my God. And my friend at work, his eyes nearly popped out of his head <laughs> and I couldn't believe it. I said to him, is that bad? 
<laughs> because I'm admin. I didn't understand the numbers. I do now because mm-hmm. I've got my own blood pressure machine now. But he said, go straight to the GP. Mm. And, of course, I didn't believe him. You know, I had to have a second um, check, you know. I thought it couldn't be that bad. So I got another colleague to take my blood pressure and she said, you need a cardiac workup. You need to go straight to the GP straight from here after what? Don't divert anywhere. Wow. And I went, oh, okay. So when I went to the GP, I said, well, Westmead Hospital's not happy with me. And she said, why? What's wrong? And I said, apparently my blood pressure, these are the numbers. I, I'd taken photos of the uh, numbers on the machine. Mm-hmm. And she said, I'm putting you straight on blood pressure and cholesterol tablets. Wow. Mind you, my mother had a stent and I never ever thought about there was anything wrong with my heart because, of course, you're too busy in your own life. Mm. Working night shift at a hospital, I've got two children, busy going out and you know, that would, I just wouldn't have thought about it. Of course. It's but, almost um, like this This splitting headache was like your body's cry for attention, you know, trying to say, that's right. get, get checked out. Yes. Um, and, you know, it really came out of the blue to me, you know, that I'd have something wrong um, and that my headache was caused from that. Mm. That was the surprising thing to me. And so I understand from there, you, you started on this medication and you actually ended up being referred to Dr. Clara Chow. Is that right? Yes, that's right. That's correct. And so what did that involve and what have you been doing since then? Okay. Um, I was put on immediate blood pressure tablets and then I was lucky enough to get in to see um, Professor Chow the next week and I saw her and... Uh, She did all the tests. She said to me, I need to see where you're at, where your heart's at. So if anything goes wrong, we know where we stand. Working in emergency, you see lots of things, you know, and I certainly didn't want to be a cath lab patient. Mm -hmm. Um, So Dr. Chow organised heart ultrasound and heart scans, um, which I was um, very happy with. So I knew in my own mind um, where I was at myself, you yeah. know, because I was very well, you of know. Course, of course, um, So, you know, I was, I had that done the next week and referred back to Professor Chow and she explained things to me, um, which uh, to my surprise again, um, you know, I did have a problem um, with my heart So as admin, you know, you don't understand all the medical side, but what I do understand, she told me that, um, you know, you have four different um, arteries and one of mine wasn't emptying properly. But it was nothing to worry about, that I probably would have been sick as a child and that's what's happened. Um, But that's one thing I did pick up, you know, and, you know, it's good to know exactly what's going on. Yeah, it's great to know, get that insight into your own body. And then that's right. you became part of this heart health program that Professor Chow is running, is that right? Yes, that's right. So what has that involved? They send you um, SMSs um, with different tips on what to do. Um, you know, basically, you know, uh, as an example, 
um, for your heart health, you know, stop eating, don't eat any um, things in high fat, um, eat fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, each one would be different and, and it was good. Mm. Um, another one would be, you know, lower your salt level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so each, you know, it, it just sort of um, made you think about things, in you know, in everyday living basically. Yeah. So from those texts, have you made any changes to your everyday life? Uh, yeah, so I do um, – before, of course, I was always too busy to do anything, but I, I make sure I go walking. That That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm very conscious on what I do eat, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's quite easy to eat a lot of junk food, you know, um, working shift work. Yeah. So, um, but I was brought up, my father was a farmer, so I was brought up on fresh fruit and vegetables. I'm not one to go to McDonald's. I never was. Mm-hmm. But I make more of a conscious effort to, instead of one piece of fruit I take to work, I take always make sure on shift I take two pieces of fruit, you know, so I increase um, my fruit and vegetable level. Um, so which, just your snacks, you know, it all you know, helps. Replacing yeah. your, your snacks, maybe instead of something from the vending machine, you've got something fresh and healthy with you. Well, I've never gone to the vending machine, right, <laughs> yeah. ever. Good. But I am I, I am a chocoholic, I have to admit. Oh, who among <laughs> us can claim innocence in that regard? But I have um, done my research and dark chocolate is very good for you, especially <laughs> It lowers your cholesterol if it's above 75%. Ah, good to know. So if I feel like eating chocolate, I've got my emergency supplies in <laughs> my bag and I do have a couple of pieces on my break and occasionally. That's the truth, isn't it? you still got to enjoy your life. You've still got to have nice things, but you can have good treats and nice snacks uh, without that's you, right. you know, hurting your heart. That's exactly right. But the main thing is um, that I do is walking. I do mm. walk more than than I did, and that's a must. For sure, it's so easy for our lives to get full and hectic. But that it's great to hear that you're making time for your health as well. That's excellent, Elizabeth. What would you say has been the most difficult change for you to make? Taking medication every day. Oh, really? <laughs> yes, because I'm not one. Um, I, I don't like the idea of having to take medication every day for the rest of your life. Uh-huh. I really didn't even want to go on cholesterol tablets. Mm. My GP wanted me to go on cholesterol tablets a couple of years ago and, and I wouldn't. I said I'll just change my diet. Uh-huh. So my cholesterol went from seven. I got it down to um, six. I said, that's really good. And she said, it's not. She said, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> She's <laughs> on this. seven to six. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. I had to withdraw and think, okay, now I've got to do something for my heart, which is what the doctor wanted me to do. Hmm. Well, it took so a, the- another reminder to get there, but you got there. That's right. Yeah. And another thing too my auntie actually bought me my own blood pressure machine. Mm-hmm. So when I did go to see Professor Chow, I had my blood pressure, you know, for two weeks all sorted out and very compliant. Now, she thought that she might have to increase a tablet, but she said because I was compliant with um, what, what I was given and, 
she was very happy and I didn't have to go on that second tablet. Oh, that's great. And uh, no more headaches, I'm hoping? No, no. Well, it was more of like an atomic bomb was going to go off in my head, you oh, know. Um, it was just nothing like it. It was just so huge. And I'm so lucky that I got help before anything did go wrong. Absolutely. I'm very lucky and grateful. And it's a good thing you, you were wise and you listened to your body. That's uh, right. Would you say now, you know, with um, changing the way you eat, getting more exercise, has it improved your quality of life? It has. It has greatly. That's excellent. And, you know, you shared tips before, for example, about, you know, um, having like an emergency supply of dark chocolate. Have you got any other tips yes. or advice for people who, you know, might want to make some healthy changes themselves, but it all feels a bit daunting? Well, for me, you know, being an emergency worker, the furthest I walked after work, of course, would be to the letterbox and back. Now I do 10,000 steps a day. So the walking really makes you feel better. Mm. So that that's a great tip. That's great. Elizabeth, uh, on a personal note, I understand that uh, your connection with Westmead Hospital actually dates back before you started working here. Can you tell us about how you first uh, yeah, got connected to Westmead? Uh, yes. Um, my daughter was born premature. Uh, she was born at 28 weeks, wow. 1030 grams, 2 pound 2. So I was actually a Nick mother, neonatal intensive care. My mm. daughter spent the first six weeks of her life there. Mm. From there she went to special care. Um, she died twice and she was saved by Westmead, which wow. I'm very grateful for. My daughter's 27 now um, with no problems. But because she was born under 1,500 grams, we had to go to the Growth and Development Clinic for cognitive sight hearing, mm. which I'm also grateful for because if there was any problems, they would have picked it up early and we could get help early. When it was cleared, she was well and healthy at a year and a half. Then I started looking for part-time work and that's when I saw the job for Westmead night shift and I thought I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind getting a job where I can still see my daughter grow up so I could see a first walk, a first smile, a first crawl. And I was lucky enough to get the job at Westmead and I've been there 26 years. It was my anniversary on the 28th of February. So just done, completed my 26th year of night shift. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Well, I'm grateful because Westmead Hospital saved my daughter's life. I've given 26 years of my life in return and also, again, Westmead saved me again with my heart health, you know, so, you know, wow. it's a good story. That's an absolutely amazing story and thanks for sharing your heart health story with us as well. really appreciate you joining us on the podcast today. Well, I hope it's helped other people have their heart checked because you need to have it done before anything goes wrong. Working in emergency, we see lots of things go wrong. You know, I'm just grateful that um, I got mine checked before anything did. Absolutely. That's very wise advice right there. Thanks, Elizabeth. Appreciate your time. Okay, then. Thank you, Harrison. Bye. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is brought to you by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest health news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.